Instead of counting it all joy when I face trials, as James says in chapter 1, my prayer life can quickly turn into a list of requests or demands even. And then frustration soon follows when those requests are not answered or the answer is not what I want. James says, we are praying with the wrong motives at this point. We want God's blessings for our own benefit rather than for his glory. This all boils down to heart motivation. Are your desires for gratifying your passions or are you seeking the glory of God at your core? Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we're going to tackle some tough issues, we're going to answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. It seems like today, everyone is constantly fighting with one another over anything. My neighborhood has a Facebook group, and it seems nothing, even innocuous things, can be posted without some outrage or frustration or disagreement. Listen, disagreement is fine, but to me it seems it's everywhere. Disagreement over what the government should do as it relates to the COVID situation. Mask wearing, race issues, police issues, school issues. It seems to be endless in these recent days. And this type of thinking has made its way, sadly, into our churches. We're fighting and we are creating enemies with anyone who disagrees with our personal view. Here is the thing we keep forgetting, is that we are not to be at war with one another as believers. We have enemies that the Bible is very clear who they are. It's the flesh, it's the world, and it is the devil. And James, in uh, chapter 4 of his letter, tells us, he writes, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want something, but you don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Our flesh is fallen. It is our default nature as human beings. And it's not really hard to see this. Just look at a young child. Uh, it seems like their default is disobedience. Just pull up the comment section on any article and you will see people quickly devolve into name-calling and rage machines. Why? Well, because we're selfish. We want to do and say what we want, and we want to hate people who disagree with us. And these feelings and emotions and actions don't cease when we become Christians. Now, we certainly hope that they diminish, but it means as believers, we are forever engaged in spiritual warfare on this side of heaven. That fighting of loyalty to the flesh nature or to the Christ nature that has been given to us. And those two natures are 
diametrically opposed to one another. And every day, we make decisions that side with one or the other. Our nature also causes us to desire things that are not ours. And in my experience, causes more problems. We tend to have bitterness that builds up when we focus on what we do not have and desire what does not belong to us. It, it, it leads us into a, a sort of ungrateful, complaining life. And that seeps into our prayer life. Instead of counting it all joy when I face trials, as James says in chapter 1, my prayer life can quickly turn into a list of requests or demands even. And then frustration soon follows when those requests are not answered or, or the answer is not what I want. James says we are praying with the wrong motives at this point. We want God's blessings for our own benefit rather than for his glory. That's not to say we don't pray for the sick or for people struggling. In fact, James addresses those things in chapter 5. This all boils down to heart motivation. Are your desires for gratifying your passions and your flesh, or are you seeking the glory of God at your core? Then we consider that the world that we live in, in verse 4 of James chapter 4, he writes, You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? But he gives us more grace. That is why Scripture says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. The world here being the world system controlled by Satan. The world system has been in a continual state of rebellion against God since the fall of man. And James calls our running after that world system adulterous. We know that Paul tells the Colossian church that God has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. But when we run back to the darkness, it's like an unfaithful partner running back to their other lovers. It is serious and it is dangerous. Running back to the world looks like worldliness. It looks like finding our identity in the things of this world. It looks like entrusting ourselves to the world. It looks like a life opposite to the life of Christ. Christ who loved people and died for them, but he never got entangled in the world's entrapments. Friendship with the world works out to being an enemy of God. But as Christians, we know we are children of God, not children of wrath. So how do we hold these two together? I think we take James's words seriously and we question our desires. Not letting friendship with the world be a marker of our lives, but rather, as he writes in verses 7 to 9, we should submit, we should resist, and we should draw near, and we should repent. The flesh, the world, and finally, our third enemy is the devil. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. 
the being behind the attempt to overthrow God. I cannot help but picture Satan as he tempted Jesus in the wilderness, coming not on fire with horns and a pitchfork as we often see him portrayed, but as an angel of light and quoting scripture, but ultimately desiring that we would fall like him, that we would choose not God like he did. And I cannot help but think that all of our fighting and warring with each other has him overjoyed. These, my friends, are our enemies that wage war against our souls, not one another, not the lost, not amoral things. It's the world, the flesh, and the devil. And they may use those things, but the world, the flesh, and the devil are our enemies. Praise God for his grace and mercy, because we are not alone. We have our union, our identity, our hope, our purpose in the very one who crushed the head of the enemy. James says in verse 5 that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, meaning that the spirit of God will warn you and seek to guide you and correct you. Because the Spirit of God is incompatible with the world and the flesh and the devil. Is that not gracious of God? But we're not passive in this. A response must be given to the grace that has been given. And that response is obedience to God. And God's response to our obedience is more grace. And we see the cyclical nature of all of this. So James says, Submit to God, draw near to him, and humble yourselves before the Lord. We need to recognize our role in the kingdom-building ministry of God. We need to be confessing and repenting when we do go to our sin nature or when we choose the things of the world over the things of God, remembering who provides grace and who provides growth. So let's be the people of God, remembering who our true enemies are and giving grace to those who argue with us, knowing that they have been blinded by the flesh, the world, and the devil. Let us be peaceable and loving. Let those be the marks that people recognize us by. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. If you like today's episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Visit ltw.org candid to connect with these pages, share your questions with me, and get this week's free download. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Thanks for listening.